0: Friends And welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you have an absolutely fantastic, healthy, safe morning today. And if you guys need anything, be sure to check us out at healthmasters.com, the product of the week on sale right now for one last day, the zinc glycinate along with numerous other specials, including the Spike Protein Survival Kit. Be sure to check those out at healthmasters.com, and I've got a lot of other kits that are going to be coming together and some other sales in the coming weeks, so be sure to check them out at healthmasters.com. One of the first stories I saw this morning that I thought was very interesting, amidst all the... Drama and hype among the hypothetical. What happens if Donald Trump's arrested and him and DeSantis going back and forth? I told you guys yesterday, same thing that I told many of my friends. This whole thing is complete and total theater. Is the Manhattan DA completely and totally soros controlled and a complete and total nightmare that's allowed thousands of felons to go free? And numerous Antifa and BLM terrorists to go free after they did numerous acts of violence on other people? Yeah. This is selected prosecution if this is what they're going for. However, it's not something that patriots seem to be going down and getting in gunfights with other agents from other states over somebody allegedly having an indictment. Just simple as that. You make your own decision on what you want to do, but I've already told people numerous times. If Donald Trump wants to call on the patriots to come and defend him and he calls them to stand up like he did on January 6th and then essentially abandons everyone, well, he just needs to simply go hire 30 or 40 or 50 very selective contractors. He does go hire a bunch of security contractors. That's what he thinks he wants to do, and he's not going to jail. That's what he needs to do. I mean, I'm sure that DeSantis can probably step in and do something about this. However, we don't even know if any of this is even legitimate at all zero i haven't seen anything that shows that donald trump's getting arrested nothing not one single documented evidence is it going to happen don't know maybe maybe not but all i know is one thing it has created so much division among the patriot groups over the last three to four days and nobody's even discussing that aspect while we now are watching the very core basis a lot of the american constitutional-minded patriots are now literally fighting. Some of them verbally, some of them physically, most of them social media and online and comment sections. I have read some of the most hateful, angry comments from American patriots that claim to be patriots on both sides, talking complete and total, utter hatred towards one another. Doesn't it say something, an old adage about a house divided cannot stand? Doesn't it make sense if you were going to break up the patriot groups to start having them pit at one another to create a conflict about one another so they start fighting internally so they can no longer agree on anything? Now you have the DeSantis supporters and the Trump haters, and now you have the Trump haters and, or the Trump lovers and DeSantis haters. There's no other option now, apparently, on social media. I told you guys before, I really don't care. I don't. If this is something that they're doing selectively, he needs to handle it. He's got plenty of money. He's got a whole slew of attorneys that he can put on this. And if he really wants patriots to go defend him, I suggest he goes and hires a bunch of security contractors if that's what he really wants to do. I don't think that's a great idea, He could go hire 30, 40, 50 contractors. Hey, here's a million-dollar bonus if you die in the line of duty protecting me. Do what you need to do. That's really where he wants to go with this. This is really how he wants to handle this. But as far as Americans going down and getting in fights with law enforcement, I absolutely do not endorse that whatsoever, especially not from a man that came out of his mouth stating we need to take the guns now and deal with due process later on after he stated about the bump fire stocks and forcing, essentially telling ATF they had a green light to go in. And retroactively rewrite 1934 NFA law, rewrite it, rewrite the very verbiage in the 1934 NFA law so they could justify banning bump fire stocks and making them as classified as machine guns that you could not register. That ATF, working with Donald Trump, so – Forgive me if I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for a lot of stuff he's done, including continually telling people they need to go get the injection after Operation Warp Speed. was a complete and total failure from a safety standpoint, as we have now seen. There's numerous articles that have been coming out now about what is happening with the Jack Brooks uh, lawsuit towards the beginning of the month. I've told you guys that, and she's pretty much the main spearhead that has proved now that not only did the FDA – and the DOD and basically every aspect of the United States government, including the Justice Department, Defense Department, go along with the Operation Warp Speed and produce an RNA gene therapy shot through Pfizer. Pfizer says they're not liable for it. I told you guys that the other day. Pfizer's defense is not that the allegations are false, that the shot is safe and effective. They're not saying that it's not safe. They're not saying the allegations are it's not safe and effective. They're challenging one the allegations in the stage of the pleading that they have to actually be responsible for it. Their argument was solely that even if they did essentially create a dangerous, ineffective drug that was disguised as a vaccine, then the infection rate went up when people got the shot, and the side effects went through the roof when they got the shot. The argument is that the Biden administration, the Justice Department, the FDA, the Department of Defense all went along with it. And so they can't be held responsible for it because they did nothing wrong because everybody greenlighted them and gave them emergency use. And as sad as that is, that's a lot of the basis of this lawsuit is going to stem on. So, again, make sure you understand what they're trying to do to everyone in the mainstream media right now, how they're trying to convince now the patriot community how we have to only follow one individual or the other, and we can no longer use critical thinking. Remember the entire context of psychological warfare, one of the first aspects that they do is you have to confuse and demoralize the population. That is one key aspect of psychological warfare. You have to continue to tell lies, you have to continue to tell propaganda, you have to continue to cause conflict, and you have to continue to make people so confused about what they actually believe that if they see the truth, if they are showered with evidence, documentation, photos, the real truth that's happening, they will not believe it. Because they have believed the lie or they've been confused by lies so much, they truly do not know what to believe and they cannot know what to believe due to the psychological manipulation. That is a very, very effective thing that people need to understand is happening right now. Also, too, in other news, I found this to be very interesting as well. It apparently appears now over in uh, Israel that they have now signed a very interesting bill that's apparently going into effect that lawmakers are aiming to essentially – persecute Christians. This is something very interesting. The proposed legislation would outlaw all efforts by people of one faith who in any way want to discuss, try to persuade people of other faiths to consider changing their current beliefs. The punishment of doing so would be one year imprisonment. If conversations with a minor, someone under age of 18, the punishment would be two years imprisonment. The, pill, the bill would apply to people having spiritual conversations with Israelis of any religion. In the official explanation of the bill, the two Israeli legislators specifically emphasized the warning was to stop Christians. The bill's primary primarily objective, therefore appears to be making it illegal for followers of Jesus, or Yeshua in Hebrew, to explain why they believe that Jesus is both Messiah and God with the hope of that Israelis might consider following him. Um, remember, this is a country that we give $10 billion to a year in foreign aid. Just gonna throw that out there. You make your own decision on how much you want to support a country that's now putting legislation forward to arrest and imprison and incarcerate people if they talk about the gospel of Christ. Just let you guys deal with that one on your own. Also, one other story that I wanted to touch base on real fast, and let Dad give me his opinion on this one, because this is interesting. Lithium prices are plummeting. I mean dropping rapidly in an all-time, as far as drop faster than they have ever. The price of lithium has experienced a significant decline over recent months, resulting from a deacceleration in electric vehicle sales. Since November, the average price of battery-grade lithium plunged from 84000 per metric ton to about 42000 according to Bloomberg data. Via Charmdar, the senior managing director for the strategy of Accenture, Consulting firm said the plunge in lithium prices are attributed to the slowdown in electric vehicle sales. I want to say that people who believe electric vehicles would grow very rapidly are now realizing that there is not a whole lot that's going to be able to be sustainable with this. And what's interesting about this is I said 2023 is likely to turn into a surplus year for lithium. Cobalt, another component in batteries, has seen its price plummet by over 50% as well. The decline in lithium prices could make EVs more affordable. However, it also means that production will probably slow down as manufacturers do not want to have a glut in the market. Now, the reason why I'm saying this, the EV market is not and cannot ever be sustainable long-term. And I'm not talking about really cool hybrid technology. I'm talking about true full-blown EV vehicles with no other backup other than a full-blown electric battery in them, period. That's it. They, they're not sustainable whatsoever. I'm now watching, I've been in the vehicle market for years, I'm now watching vehicles that were in the EV market at the beginning phase of the teens, You know, came out in 2012, 2013, 2014 in their infancy, and they now are worth less than scrap. They were worth 10, fifteen thousand dollars on the used market and now people are realizing that the 10-year life on these batteries is about it and after they reach that point the batteries cost about 10 to 15 to twenty thousand dollars depending on the vehicle meaning the price of the vehicle is now worth less than it costs to put a new battery in it to make it functional and then you can't just go and say, hey we're going to tear it down or we're going to take it to scrap yard to get scrap metal scrap tin, scrap aluminum, scrap steel we can't do that we actually have to pay money to try to recycle these unbelievably toxic batteries now. So now I actually have to pay money to scrap my vehicle that is now worth nothing. That's not sustainable on a business model in the vehicle market. It's impossible. Secondly, the infrastructure is not and cannot be put together in any timely fashion without enormous amount of money put into the system. And on top of that… The electric grid, no matter what people want to tell you, cannot handle the influx of starting to have hundreds of millions of electric vehicles suddenly plugged into the power grid over the next five to ten years. It doesn't work. And people are like, oh, no, EVs going here and it's going there. They're going to push it. They're going to push as hard as they can, especially the government, especially these agencies, because they want people to be controlled and monitored all the time. However… There's also been other things in the past that have been giant fads that have been failures, and they've changed and adapted. Things come over and things come along that are much better. We've looked at the hydrogen energy vehicles. They're basically powered by water, unbelievably efficient, zero emissions, yet they drive fantastic, and they pretty much go forever. Oh, well, that technology, we're not talking about that. That's starting to come to the forefront again because people are realizing this electric vehicle fad Remember when everybody went in? I think it was Sony. Sony went all in, like their entire brand went in on compact disc. That's what they focus on, Sony compact disc, CD players. Now, you can't even buy a new vehicle with a CD player. Don't come with one. Don't, almost every vehicle I've seen doesn't come with a CD player. Any new vehicle, don't come with a CD player. Because everything's streaming and MP3, and you can plug all that in now. So – when you start seeing this stuff, you start pe- having people tell you that you need to go buy a vehicle that's going to cost you $30, $40, $50 to charge, and you can't drive it in the snow because it freezes, and you start having no residual value in 8 to 10 years, really, really, really start asking yourself, is that a vehicle you want to get involved in on a curve as far as a depreciation curve that has no long-term scale whatsoever? Or do you want to look at something that's really reliable on a model with a brand that's been out for the last 50, 60, 70 years with extremely good reliability history and resale value history? Do your research, especially when it comes to brand new things like this that are being hyped and telling you you need to have them and you have to have them because in most cases – They're not going to do what you think they are, especially if you're trying to make sure you save the maximum amount of money and are able to drive a vehicle essentially for free, which is very easy to do, by the way. You can drive vehicles for next to nothing in most cases if you get in the right vehicle at the right price and sell it at the right time with the right mileage on. I've seen people do it for years and years and years and help people do it. But again, that mindset is not what people have been taught. People have always been taught You've got to drive a vehicle, drive for five or six years, run the miles up, kill it out of warranty, and then try to pay it off and then turn around and sell it and then try to get whatever you can out of it and then start a payment cycle all over again. I can promise you right there there are much, much better ways to do that with vehicles. However, people have to be disciplined enough to handle it correctly, and that's just my personal opinion. What do you think, Dan?
1: I, th- I think I think the lithium stuff is just like you said austin it 's going to be a nightmare to continue it 's not sustainable. The amount of pollution that 's created from the mining of lithium is unbelievable it 's enormous uh, it's the, yeah, let me give you a story. Let me give you a story years ago. I had a guy named Brian and he was dealing with a, he had developed a technology that that wasn 't functional didn 't work. In which the, the axles would have spinning magnets on them of a semi truck, and they would recharge lithium batteries inside of the truck to help run the reefer unit to increase the fuel mileage on the truck. It was a good concept, but he couldn't get it off the ground. In fact, it was like it just didn't work. Uh, but he had bought four four giant lithium batteries, and they were like uh, I think nine thousand dollars a piece. It was like thirty six thousand you know dollars for four batteries. And I'll never forget. He had, he had them for like a year. This, the concept kind of kind of fell apart. And he couldn't get it done. So he stuck with these batteries, and so he wanted to sell them to me for backup for you know for fuel for water pumps in case we have hurricanes, in case the generator fails like a tertiary backup. And I told him I said no, I don't really want you know lithium batteries because they're too doggone expensive. Well, he ended up selling me for five hundred dollars a piece instead of nine thousand. He paid nine thousand each for them, and the resale value on these used batteries is very, very limited because what ends up happening is they, you know, they work great. They'll work great for years. You can discharge them really low, and they charge back up really fast, and they last like forever. Because these batteries weigh like one hundred and fifty pounds each; they're huge. The problem with it is, is that, you know, disposal of them is gonna be a nightmare as far as for me whenever I guess to get rid of them. But this last year I was able to use them to run a secondary backup pump when the backyard flooded after the one hurricane came through back in September. And they worked it worked great. It did exactly what it was supposed to do. But you know, you're right, Austin. The whole problem with the doggone batteries is that fact that you've got to dispose of them. You've got to mine the lithium, which is almost always strip mining. It's unbelievably polluted, unbelievably toxic. And it's just one of those things that, you know, it's just, it's just bad. And, uh, you know, and, and people need to realize that, you know, this technology is just not necessary. It's, it's not. You know, we have enough energy in the ecosystem, in the atmosphere, if we put mag- magnets in the cars, and Tesla proved this 100 years ago, that we can recharge batteries minimally, you know, continually, you know, by using the energy from the field that's around us. And we could actually develop technology that would allow us to drive through the field being powered by the field, uh, you know, without using probably very little battery technology at all. Because remember, this isn't solar panel stuff. This is different. It's an energy field around the planet. It's a magnetic field. This is what Tesla talked about. This is what he was tying into with his Tesla working cliff tower that he had up, you know, in the Northeast, and he cranked that thing up. And a lot of people think that caused the Tunguska explosion in Russia. He's trying to beam energy across the planet. And, you know, the the thing that you got to ask yourself a question is, how did he do this? I mean, how did he transfer the energy, if this is really what happened, across a globe Earth from one part to the other part with the curvature? Very interesting technology put together, but we got to ask ourselves those types of questions all the time and how the Earth basically is really formed and if it's really a planet or if it's a realm. We don't know. Uh, you know and that's why I said when I, tra- I talked to that one NASA you know, scientist, that one NASA you know, uh, shuttle astronaut, a couple of years ago, and I started asking him about how we got through the Van Allen radiation belt. He got real quiet, real silent, and then I started asking him other questions, and he had a handler with him or some person with him, and he looked at the other guy, and he didn't say anything else. So something else is going on with all of this stuff they tell us about, because the lies are so unbelievably absolute. It's, it's mind-boggling to me. Uh, by the way, Austin, did you cover that story about what Trump said about DeSantis this morning? I had to step, step away for a second.
0: Uh, no, I have not covered that story. I basically uh, uh, covered the basis on the fact that this is turning into nothing more than a giant essentially poop-throwing contest in
1: order to divide the patriots. What, no, that's exactly happened. right. No, it's exactly what we told you yesterday. In fact, there's, you notice there's no arrest of Trump today, and, and DeSantis pretty much said he didn't knew nothing about it. But, but, but now Trump is going full scorched earth on DeSantis. And, it, and this guy – again, guys, think through this with me. You know, You can't divide the party like this. Don't get me wrong. I've, I've had enough of all of them. I've become a political agnostic. And I, I don't know what to say. I don't like the Democrats. and I don't like the majority of the Republicans. Though there are some good Republicans out there, I really don't know of any good Democrats out there. You know, the, the only things I see with Democrats are, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Chuckie Schumer, you know, dual Israeli man there that he is, and all the other dual Israeli citizens in Congress and in the Senate, which should all be illegal. And I don't care if it's Israel or Germany or Russia or Ukraine or it, Italy or you you know, England, I don't care. Canada, nobody should be in the United States governing body that's dual citizens with any other country, period. It just, it's ridiculous. I mean, who are your loyalties to? Oh, I've got a Russian passport, but I'm also sitting in the Senate of the United States. I've got an Israeli passport, but I'm also sitting in the Senate of the United States. I've got a German passport, but I'm also sitting in the Senate of the United States. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are your loyalties with? I mean, you may have one passport, two passports, three passports, four passports. You may have multiple dual citizenships everywhere in the world. Why do you want to be in our governing body in the United States? Just asking that. Just thought I would. you know. And then we got Donald Trump, who I believe is a 33-degree mason. He's a full scorched earth. I mean, he's a chaos agent. I always remember that. Uh, You know, we all got duped or I got duped or some of you got duped or most of us got duped into the voting for him. You know, when we found out in 2015 that, you know, Hillary Clinton was going to the, you know, be in the White House and we just nobody wanted Clinton. In fact, Jerry Falwell, he died about that same time and he goes ABC, anybody but Clinton and all of a sudden he was dead. And so we got to understand something that it's very important to realize what Trump's doing. You know, he did not allow any pardons to be issued, or he did not issue any pardons from January the 6th. And many patriots are still sitting in prison right now, and some of them are getting going to prison for 10, 20 years, or all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. And, and you know, is this going to be another one of these things where he basically tells people to, you know, go ahead and, you know, protest to get more people arrested? I mean, it's insanity. But this is what, this is the article. This was on Drudge this morning. It's one of the least stories on Drudge, is what I'm covering it. Trump goes scorched earth on DeSantis, raises questions about his sexuality, basically saying DeSantis is gay indirectly, and peddles groomer smear that he was grooming young girls. Wait a minute. Aren't you the one, Donald Trump, that hung out with Jeffrey Epstein? Wasn't he your wingman and didn't you go to parties with him? And wasn't you know, your buddy Roy Cohn, wasn't he one of the most flagrant, flamboyant homosexuals in New York City and you ran around with him and went to a gay duel and dual gender parties and that you said you want to be the most pro-gay president in the history of the White House. Aren't, Aren't you that Donald Trump? Aren't you the Donald Trump that had his daughter calling every member of Congress wanting to push red flag gun laws? Aren't you the Donald Trump that basically put more CFR members into your administration than any other president that we can find in history, in Rollerberger meeting groups in history? Aren't you the person that put Gottlieb into the Food and Drug Administration? And aren't you the person that said you wanted to have a vaccine you know, commission put together to basically find out why all these kids were coming out with autism? You quickly canceled that after after, after you were given a million-dollar contribution by one of the large pharmaceutical companies for your campaign you know, party? Aren't you aren't you that Donald Trump? Aren't you the Donald Trump that carpet bombed the United States by closing it down? And aren't you the Donald Trump that pushed Operation Warp Speed with the killer vaccine? And aren't you still Donald Trump that's continuing to push the killer vaccine and how great you were and all the people that you saved? As we have people stroke and hemorrhage and have all kinds of heart attacks and issues and unbelievably fast-growing cancers now all over the can- country and all over the world. Aren't you that Donald Trump? And now you're going to smear Desantis. And don't get me wrong, I don't know what Desantis' sexuality is. I know he's married with kids. I don't know if he's a groomer or not. I don't care. The guy's done a great job for the state of Florida, and this is just division among the Republican Party, causing further problems with the Republican Party. Former President Donald Trump went scorched earth on Governor Ron DeSantis after he weighed in on his potential indictment of the Stormy Daniels case brought by prosecutors in New York. Trump, in a post on social True Social, raised questions about DeSantis' sexuality and once again peddled his groomer smear against a Florida Republican who was seen as a potential presidential candidate in 2024. Ron DeSantis will probably find out about false allegations and fake stories sometimes in the future as he gets older, wiser, and better known when he's unfairly and illegally attacked by a woman, even classmates that are underage or possibly a man. There you go. As Trump sees, I'm sure he will want to fight these misfits just like I do. Trump also included a picture from an article suggesting the worst about DeSantis' conduct with underage people. Exclusive, Ron DeSantis partied with underage girls of a drinking party while teaching at a Georgia school. Trump scorched earth remarks came hours after DeSantis made snide comments about the former president while addressing the possibility Trump will be indicted this week over Stormy Daniels hush money scandal. Quote, DeSantis says, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star or to secure silence over the time of an alleged affair. I just I just can't speak to that. DeSantis told reporters on Monday. But what I can't speak is that you have a prosecutor who's ignoring crimes, he's talking about New York now, happening every single day in his jurisdiction. And he chooses to go back many, many years to try to use something about a porn star hush money payments. You know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda. The census has not yet declared whether he will run for president or not, though he is often considered the most formidable challenger Trump would face in the Republican primary. Trump has been attacking the on a regular basis. Also, the feud has been one-sided as the governor has tried avoiding hitting it back, hitting back at Trump directly. Trump's latest post comes a month after he posted the same picture as part of a meme that t- depicting Santos getting drunk and partying around with students back when he was a high school teacher. At that time, DeSantis responded to that by saying, I don't spend time trying to smear other Republicans. Donald Trump is the same guy. The book came out. And I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to go sideways for a second on you guys. That he intentionally, this is what the book claimed, tried to seduce other men's wives. And, you know, and he basically you know, talk to Billy Bush about grabbing him, you know, women by the crotch. You know, he didn't say crotch. And this is on audio tape and how, you know, being, you know, famous has a status and he's able to have, you know, whatever with all these women. And this is the same Trump. This is the same Trump that I believe that basically hoodwinked all of us because of his flamboyant mouth and his big mouth. And we all thought that, you know, like Austin said the other day, that we could all sit back on our laurels a little bit as patriots because Donald Trump had it. He had our back. He didn't. He does it. He won't. In 1988, Wilbur Ross bought him out of bankruptcy while Wilbur Ross was actually working for Rothschild Inc., I-N-C, Rothschild Incorporated, financial firm. They bought Trump's bankruptcy papers. Donald Trump is bought and paid for. I personally believe he's a 33-degree mason. He's saying, well, gosh, you're really slamming Trump this morning. OK, listen, I'm just telling you the facts. There was a video on YouTube. I can't find anymore. Where he's talking about his Tree of Life Award which is a Kabbalah Tree of Life Award. And that was the most important award he's ever received. He stands for everything and believes in everything that award stands for. Okay? You can watch it yourself. I have played it on this broadcast before. I can't find it on YouTube, but I've actually played the audio clip of it before on this show. So you make up your own minds about Trump. If you want to continue to believe that he's going to come riding in on a donkey, you know, with, you know, with, with palm leaves, that he's your new, new messiah, uh, good luck with all that. Uh, he's not. He's a man like all of us are. He's deeply flawed like all of us are. He's a sinner by nature like all of us are. When's the last time you heard Donald Trump talk about being born again and having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And when have you heard him talk about reading the Bible and having prayer time every single day? When have you heard him talk about any of that? Uh, Oh, well, that's right. I've never heard him talk about any of that. I want to talk about his personal relationship with Christ and when he got saved. Because remember, in the Masonic Lodges, you're not even allowed to mention the name of Jesus. Just thought I'd mention that. To you guys who don't know that, to you ladies who don't know that. So this is a real problem that we have, that the Christian people have been completely and totally hoodwinked, and they believe that this guy is some type of savior, and, and it's nonsense. And, and going back to that story with, with Austin about Israel and a couple of people in they're, and their and their government are trying to pass laws that basically say if you promote Jesus Christ, that you go to jail. Let me explain something to you. That's already the case there. If you proselytize, you are arrested in Israel. You know, we were warned there when we went once over there with a group not to proselytize Israelis and talk to them about Christ and get them to try to convert because you're put in jail. It's the number one homosexual destination in the world. Tel Aviv is. Look it up online. I don't make this stuff up. Just put Tel Aviv number one homosexual destination in the world. You know, they have they have brothels there that sex with pretty much everything is legal. Full term abortion is legal. You know, when they have a gay parade or half a million people show up. And so if this is the country you want to support after what it did to the USS Liberty back in the 60s, watch the video, Sacrificing Liberty. Just watch it. Then, then knock yourself out. If you want to believe that this country is going to be instrumental you know, in the end times and we have to support them regardless of what they do, you need to reread your Bible because it's not what it says. It's being twisted to say that by the Schofield Reference Bible. You remember that. Israel is going to be used all right. It's going to be used to rebuild the third temple. Yeah, it's going to be used for it. It'll be used for that. It'll be used to bring in the Antichrist. You know, and and, I, and I, I hate to tell all the Jews over there and all the people over there at Israel that every tongue is going to confess and every knee is going to bow that Jesus Christ is Lord because He's our Savior, He's our Redeemer, He's our Messiah. Period. And it, it, was, and it was the Jews who rejected Him in the New Testament. Now, a lot of Jews converted. I got to give them that in the New Testament. You see, thousands were convicted, were converted on the day of Pentecost. You know, when the when the Holy Spirit came in, we got all that. But they're also the same folks that have continued to be atavistically – have an atavistic hatred towards Christ, the ones who support the Kabbalah, the Zohar, the ancient Canaanite religions, and all the other crazy things they promote and believe over there because of what they do with their Talmud. So don't don't sit here and tell me how great Israel is. Now, I understand it's the land of the prophets. I got that. I've been there. I've visited there. I've walked on the Via Della Rosa. Now, I've been to the Sea of Galilee. I, you know, I've been there where they supposedly Peter's house was, and I've been there with the, the, the different top places where they say are the crucifixion sites. I'm so not even sure about all that. I've been there, and I've seen all of that stuff. But the reality is, is that the people in the government is highly corrupt there. They're incredibly corrupt. Benjamin Netanyahu is a career criminal. He's back in charge. You. I told you he'd be back a couple years ago when he'd lost office. So he'd be back. Notice he hasn't been indicted. He hasn't gone to jail. He's a hardcore Kabbalist. I mean just – got to think through who you're supporting and who you want to say is good and who's bad. Now, I wasn't planning on getting off on this this morning like that, but I, I saw that this morning, and I'm, I'm just done with all of it. I, I, it's just, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this is all OK. By the way, Bill Gates is again being blamed for more polio outbreaks you know, around the world with these live vaccines that he's using. And the problem with this article is it's basically saying that Bill Gates is the most dangerous billionaire. He proves he's learned nothing for the last three years. The article goes on to say that he basically has been working on gain of function for the next pandemic, which I believe that the problem with all of this stuff is they always they always take the person who's been given the money, the person who's the cutout, the person who's the group, the person who's the one who basically has been put in the forefront to be looked at and seen and basically listened to as the person running the show. Bill Gates is not running the show. It's the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan group that runs the show period. It's the international banking cartels that run the show period. It's that group. And we need to understand that because once we understand who they are, we can stand against them and we can say, Lord expose them. We can pray that they be exposed. We can't. It's so important that we understand that. Bill Gates and George Soros, and Bezos and all the rest of the weirdo flakes they put in front of us, they're just figureheads. that they've been, they've been promoted by this Kabbalist Luciferian group that runs the media and runs Hollywood to quote-unquote be our people out there doing our thing. Why do you think so many of these girls are guys are Kabbalists? Why do you think they wear those red strings around their wrists? Why do you think they say they've sold their soul to the devil? Why do you think they say all this, including Katy Perry? Why do you think they're saying all that stuff if they're good Christian people? They're not Christian people. This is not a battle against flesh and blood, but against these principalities and these other dimensions. I'm going to talk about that on Angel Wars. And we've got a group of people out there now that are just absolutely twisted beyond belief that are running the show. But they've been running the show for thousands and thousands of years. It's the ancient Canaanite religions. And, you know, for some reason, that concept seems to elude so many people out here. And 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 it's sad because it doesn't have to be that way. And it's the same synagogue of Satan that the Bible talks about twice in the book of Revelation – That is still running the show, and we need to be aware of who they are, what they are, and what they believe. Now, I'm not bringing all Jews into this because not all the Jews are part of the synagogue of Satan. There are a lot of Jews that are really good people. They just need need Jesus, but they're really nice. They don't believe all this crazy stuff that's being promoted from the Talmud. They don't believe all the crazy stuff out of the Zohar. They were born into Judaism as far as from a race standpoint, but they're not even practicing Jews from a religious standpoint. We can't throw all those people out with a baby with a bathwater. We can't do all that, but there are a group of these guys, primarily the Kabbalists, Shabbat group. That are absolutely evil to the core. There's about 200,000 of them in the world that, that – that not just those guys that are involved with all the rest of the people, about 200,000 that are doing all of this stuff. We need to put them on the island of Madagascar. Let them sacrifice each other to death and be done with it. That's what they need to do. Just put them somewhere else so they can do all their weird rituals and weird stuff they're involved with in the middle of the night and get it away from the main, main population of the planet. This is really – I remember years ago, Austin, I was I was taking my concealed weapons permit. And this is, oh, gosh, it's back in the 70s, back in the 80s. And I remember we had a a former cop was there, and he was teaching the class. And he said to us in the class, he said, and I I was already aware of this because, you know, I was raised in kind of a rough way when I was young. He says there's a group of people out there that are so bad, so awful, and they want to cut you or knife you. and They'll cut you for $5. They'll cut you for five cents if they can. They'll cut you just to cut you for fun. They'll shoot you. They'll kill you just because of sport of it because they don't care. They're that twisted. They're that demonic. They're that off. He's telling his little story. Of course, I was already aware of all this because I'd already been around a lot of these people when I was young. But the reality is this. That's the same thing that is true with this group of psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists that run the planet who've had their Their empathy bred out of them over generations of time, part of the bloodline families, probably part of the Nephilim group, probably Nephilim bloodlines that are easy to possess by these entities from other dimensions. And these are the ones that are running the show at the highest levels. These are the wizards and the warlocks and the witches and the weirdos that run all this mess. And we understand that when we dig deeper into the scripture and we realize that our battle is not against flesh and blood. It's against these principalities and these other dimensions and these other things on the other side of the veil that are trying to influence our things that we do in this world today as we speak. The thing we have to do is we have to take these stinking blinders off and say, stop for a second and look and see where we are. Remember, the Bible says that the God of this age has put a veil around the eyes, the hearts of the unbelievers so they cannot believe and know the truth. I believe that same veil is around a lot of Christians because of erroneous teaching from the Schofield book commentary that is completely twisted scripture in many cases. And we've got to understand that Christians have to wake up and realize who they are in the power of God, who they are as a blood covenant with the Most High God, and what Jesus did for them. And stop this nonsense that they do. If you're not having communion on a regular basis in your church, if you don't have a cross in your church, if you're not talking about the sacrifice of Christ and what he did for you in the church and repentance of sin and all the basic fundamentals of Christianity, you're not going to grow as an individual or as a person or as a Christian. I remember Van Green, my good friend who works out with me here every day, six days a week, former NFL superstar, amazing guy. He basically told me the other day, says the biggest problem with football today are fundamentals. He goes, Vince Lombardi showed years ago with the Green Bay Packers that he could basically go in and teach them fundamentals and teach them how to be an international you know, championship team. Because this is the group that basically, you know, the, 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 the fundamentals is what teaches football and how to tackle and how to do everything properly and how to play as a team. Christianity's lost that. We've lost the fundamentals of who Jesus is. And now we're stuck on the name it, claim it, blab it, grab it stuff and the feel-good message of Christianity without talking about the power that we have through the cross. Guys, listen to me. You know, we're all in this together. I have not had the opportunity yet to pray for you this morning. I will this afternoon as soon as the show gets over with. But, you know, we're all part of this. And I want to thank you for being part of the show. I want to thank you for being part of my family. I get all these emails at AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. I'm still answering all the emails. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for giving, sending me emails. I appreciate you guys so much. And thank you for getting your supplements from Health Masters and your vitamins and your deodorants and your toothpaste and all the rest of that. Guys, we're in it together. And I appreciate you so very, very much for what you do and how you support us. And thank you. Also, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story?
0: You're spot on. I mean, that's why there's so many things that are constantly happening that they use as a distractor to keep people from actually talking about the truth. This is what they did, especially during COVID. They constantly kept people talking. Every time you turn on the TV, they have these big graphs on the side of the TV screen. Oh, these, these red arrows going up, all these red arrows up, 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 cases up, deaths up, all these you know, positive tests up, up, up. It was a complete and total lie. It was all fabricated. There were numerous people that were getting sick, yes, but wasn't it ironic that at the exact same time all this was going on, normally, you know, they say, what, 10, 20, 30,000 people, 40, 50, 60,000 people die from the flu every year. Suddenly, the flu cases were literally, I think, what, 1,200 cases in 2021? (laughs) This just didn't exist 2020. The flu just, just completely went away. Nobody wanted to talk about that whatsoever. But yet they wanted to keep everybody in a state of fear and distraction, and they did a fantastic job at that. That's why you got to do your best not to follow that line. Also, to another news, updates in Ohio. Last week, the Guardian's now reported that the data is now revealing that the soil in the Ohio town of East Palestine, where the catastrophic train crash and chemical spill occurred, contains dioxin levels that are hundreds of times higher than the exposure threshold set by the EPA scientists in 2010. This is crazy. Dad talked in detail a couple weeks ago about dioxin and how horrible it is of a compound as not only a forever chemical, but I mean, even just a minute amount, something you break an aspirin up, I think 32 million pieces, you take one little piece, that aspirin out of the 32 million, that's the amount of dioxin that's safe, your entire lifetime exposure. Yeah. What's interesting about this is the chemical experts are assessing the data and to characterize the levels as quoted worrisome, the outlet reported, according to Linda Bern a former director of the National Toxicity Program, said the levels detected in the soil are up to 14 times greater than dioxin soil limits in other states that have had chemical spills. Those numbers ex- suggest that this is a more extensive contamination than they have seen anywhere else. These levels are screamingly high. We've confirmed that the dioxins are in the East Palestine soil. The EPA must test the soil, and now areas more broadly I Meaning they've got to start expanding now. They already know East Palestine is unbelievably contaminated now. Now they've got to see to what degree it is expanded outside of East Palestine and Ohio, and how far this really reaches. This whole thing was absolutely horrific. It was crazy to me how it was one of the it was one of the worst chemical pollution spills we have witnessed in at least this recent history of time, and yet it got very rarely any coverage whatsoever. And now the CEO, I told CEO at Norfolk said, oh, we're pledging, we're pledging $20 million to the city of East Palestine now. We're going to help everybody out and help clean it up. And everybody's looking around going, $20 million to do what? I mean, well, what about devalue of our houses and our homes and our lifestyle and our businesses? Nobody even wants to go there anymore because it's so toxic. Anybody that goes over there needs to be extremely cautious about doing anything, much less plan on buying a house there. I mean, let's give me a break. Real estate virtually is worth zero there now. That's, that's how bad is that? I mean, imagine living somewhere where you had a spill from a railroad company that essentially allowed it to happen because of multiple parameters that were not planned properly, where they're sparking it on fire 20 miles, 30 miles up in Salem, rolls all the way down to East Palestine, sp- tips over, and then in their infinite stupidity, they decide to dump 1.1 million gallons of vinyl chloride out in essentially a retention pond and light it on fire and let it burn for three days. Look, so, whoopsie, oh, we're sorry this entire city's now been contaminated, here's here's $20 million, you guys, you guys figure out what to do with it, we're not going to do anything else, that's why the Ohio, state of Ohio is now suing East Norfolk, but the sad part about it is, this whole thing is going to be tied up in court for years, and I'm sure they're going to end up having a massive, massive payout on this, but... To what extent? You know, they're going to end up getting a ruling two, three, four, five years down the road. Now these people that live there are going to have to deal with living there and everything else that goes along with it. But, hey, nothing to see here, man. Remember, remember, the EPA wants to make sure you go green. you got to protect your climate change agenda and drive an electric vehicle with all the strip mine lithium and cobalt from the rest of the world because, you know, it's it's for your safety and protection for the environment. You know, we got to make sure we put gigantic filters on diesel engines and stuff urea down the throats of them and absolutely burn the turbos up and reduce reliability because, you know, it's it's green, guys. We're going to cut the fuel mileage in half of diesel trucks because, well, it's it's to save the planet. It's science. You know, you can't argue with science, guys. Remember, the mask was science. The covid jab was science. Hey, shut down your business because you're an essential, you're not an essential well, that was science, too. So make sure you follow the science, because obviously the science knows best. <laughs> also, too, in other news, this is interesting, there's an article that I was reading about, and it was the, talking about how There's now been a call to start conducting autopsies on the unexplainable sudden deaths in healthy and young adults and compile the data and publish the results. Coroners and embalmers across the country are testifying that spike proteins are visible in vital organs of the body they're examining. Contrary to what all we've been told now and all the experts and trust the science about the COVID jabs, that they remain at the site of the injection. The spike protein doesn't do anything and it doesn't cause any problems and it's safe and effective. We know it goes in the vascular system now. We know it clogs things up. We know it's causing heart failure. We know it's causing all types of issues as far as with fertility. We know it's stored down in the testes and in the ovaries. We know all this now. And so these these doctors are starting to request this now and wanting to know what in the world is going on. And quite frankly, I encourage them to do so. And this stuff becomes more and more exposed to what's really happening because remember, this thing is still on the market. They are still pushing this, and now even most adults don't want to touch this shot. Pediatricians are now quietly and silently injecting young children when they go to their pediatric appointment at six months old with an RNA bivalent COVID jab that Pfizer manufactured and that Pfizer knew in their own research from the very beginning. It was not safe. It was not effective. It had an enormous amount of side effects, and per Pfizer's own admittance, they stated they never, not one time, tested the shot in trials to even see if it reduced transmission or if it reduced contraction whatsoever. None. Never even tested it to see if it did what it did. The only thing they could claim is that it allegedly reduced symptoms if you got the shot and then it got exposed to COVID and caught COVID, which, again, we found that, that to be a complete and total lie because then we saw that majority of people actually started getting the shot, Immediately contracted COVID after they got the shot because they turned into spike protein manufacturing sites, walking around producing spikes. So, yes, autopsies need to be made. This needs to be documented. It needs to be made known to the entire world what was done here. That's why I've been so supportive of the lawsuits and everything that has been occurring in trying to get it out there because there's very little news, guys. If you look it up, there's very little news covering the lawsuits that's going on with this, especially like earlier I talked about th- that. Pfizer whistleblower that was working on the clinical trials, and she talked about how bad all this stuff was and what they saw. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting, (laughs) the Pentagon now is asking for their fiscal year budget for $842 billion for the Department of Defense. (laughs) I can't even make this up. And what's honestly crazy about this is the Pentagon's annual budget is climbing closer to almost a trillion dollars a year despite five failed audits. Five failed audits, <laughs> and uh, you know I would I would really if I was in Congress, which you know that's something that I've actually thought about. I don't know if I could handle being up there if I could actually get elected because a lot of people get mad at what I say because I speak the truth. But I don't know why nobody is coming out and saying, "Hey, by the way, the um, trillions and trillions of dollars that uh, Department of Defense has lost, it can't find, in all these audits. Um, how about they find it? How about they find it?" They get a uh, budget of a whopping goose egg this year. Oh, you can't say that, Austin. Oh, you can't say that. The military depends on that money. It's all about national defense. We've got to make sure we, we have the national defense structure. Oh, that's that's right. That's right. That's why we've given $120 billion to a country that's not even a NATO ally and depleted majority of our munitions, Patriot missile systems, and numerous other platforms for defense. We've given it to a country that's been in the middle of a conflict with Russia since 2014. That's right. That's, that's why the Pentagon needs more more money so the uh, military-industrial complex can keep producing more weapons to give to more countries, and then they can transfer them down to more African countries to continue to destabilize that country. Oh, that's right. I'm not supposed to talk about that. We're not supposed to talk about the war in Yemen that's been going on for, what, a decade now, the carnage that's been going on in numerous African countries this being continually fed. By the war machine in the United States. Uh, I don't, we can't talk about, what, I think 150 to 200 people who have been killed down in Mexico with the the, the guns that were directly trafficked through ATF between 2006 and 2011. Oh, Actually, right. we can't talk about that. No. ATF trans, transfers machine guns to uh, the Mexican drug cartel 50 caliber weapons. So that, hey, you know what? Department of Defense needs $850 billion now. Well, it's science. You know, and Then you got to look at the fact of just want to address this because I will always address this as long as I live because nobody really talked about it. I I, I had it on my list yesterday, and I didn't get to it, as most of you know, over the weekend on the 18th of March. It was the anniversary, the 30-year anniversary of the Waco Massacre, where the United States government, along with the ATF and FBI, butchered and burned alive 76 women and children in a fiery inferno because they wanted to be left alone. And ATF needed to try to figure out a way to expand their budget after the Ruby Ridge debacle, so they tried to come up and manufacture ideas and charges against the Branch Davidians, including having a full-blown ATF raid first thing in the morning when they knew there were dozens of women and kids in the facility and got in a giant gunfight with the Branch Davidians that started an over-50-day siege that ended up in every single woman and child burning alive in the compound. That was 30 years ago. So always remember, when your government says it's safe and effective and we're here to protect you, they mean it, except what they mean is – We're here to kill you if you don't listen to us for your protection. You always got to remember, you know, what they say and what they mean are two completely different things. Because remember, you'd have to understand this, guys. And Pat, my pastor talked about this on Sunday. He said, You got to understand. He goes, The Satan, Satan, the devil, Satan, he is the father of lies. Jesus clearly has stated that. He's the father of lies. Lying is his native tongue. He cannot speak the truth. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. Everything that he is engaged in is a lie. Everything that he promotes is a lie. It is all designed to drag as many souls as he can down to the pit of hell and the place of agony and torment and fire for the rest of eternity. That is his goal. You have to understand that. There is no friendly aspect of his agenda. It's not like, well, he's not really that bad. He doesn't lie all the time, just most of the time. No that is his native tongue all he does is lie 100 percent of the time that's why Jesus called out the Pharisees they were talking about what was going on and that they were the sons of Abraham and sons of God and he said your father is not God almighty Yeshua your father is the devil that's why you speak his native tongue you lie all the time so when you start realizing that the vast majority of individuals that are operational in government right now the vast majority in my opinion not all of them the vast majority are involved in some type of Satanism, you have to understand that their only thing they know how to do is lie. That's why you see the press releases and you see the moron up there, the, the lesbian chick that gets up there and just bold lies to the press. And then bumbling buffoon just walks around and tries to find out where he's getting ice cream. And all the other individuals in the State Department, and they constantly lie. People go, they're lying to us. It's the only thing they know how to do. So you have to ask yourself the question, are you going to continue to believe what they're telling you? Or are you going to continue to question every single thing and make sure you can get the truth out of it in order to protect your family, your friends, your country, and by all means, everyone around you that wants to know the truth, continue to get it out them as best as possible? What
1: do you think, Deb? You know, Austin, the, the Bible tells us that the truth will set you free. And 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 that's the, that's the thing that people really you know aren't getting that the truth will set you free, and you know it's 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 crazy and how easy it was to brainwash the American population and the population of the world into believing the truth about how COVID was supposed to be here to help you. I mean, you know, it's just it's 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 the it's you know the, as far as the shop was here to help you, you know, and, and people need to realize that you know this whole thing is happening everywhere as far as. You know, how the jab prevents herd humanity, hum- Herd provides herd humidity, which we know is a, is a lie. In fact, Lou Rockwell came up with an article and it says, What will the future hold for people whose exposure to COVID 19 occurs during the first years of life? The question was recently asked by Catherine Wu, staff writer of The Atlantic. To be a newborn of the year 2023 and almost certainly every year that follows means emerging into a world where the coronavirus is ubiquitous. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, this virus will be one of the very first serious pathogens that today's infants and all future infants will need and will meet, she writes. But the reason for that is because of the injection they're being injected with these kids. And then she goes on to say, Wu praises the COVID jab as being part of what we can call be hopeful of future generations. She's so twisted and so upset she doesn't even understand. And now we're seeing that we're having massive cancer relapses and metastases rates are exploding. November 26, 22, the Daily Skeptic published a letter to the editor of the British Medical Journal, where my doctor Angus Dalish, professor of oncology at St. George's University of London, warned that COVID boosters may be causing aggressive metastatic cancers. COVID no longer needs a vaccine program, given the average age of death in the UK is 82, and from all of the causes, it's 81, Dalish wrote. The link with clots and myocarditis and heart attacks and strokes is now all well accepted, as is the link with myelitis and neuropathy. However, there's now another reason to halt all vaccine programs. As a practicing oncologist, I'm seeing people with stable disease rapidly progress after being forced to have a booster, usually so they can travel. Even within my own personal context, I am seeing cell-based disease after the boosters. They describe being distinctly unwell a few days to weeks after the booster, one developing leukemia. Two working colleagues, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, an old friend who felt like he had had long COVID since receiving his booster, and who, after getting severe bone pain, has been diagnosed as having multiple metastases from a rare B-cell disorder. I mean, it's, it's unreal what's happened here as far as they've come in, and they've come after the children. They've come after the adults. They've come after the patriots. They've come after the people that are getting Social Security. They're getting, coming after all of these people who are basically sitting here and pretending like all of this stuff's not happening and all of this stuff's going to be okay You know, after they take these shots. And, and it's sad because trying to find people that you know, you know, that don't listen to this show, that are basically not injected or vaccinated, has become increasingly more difficult when you start to talk to people in the general population. You start to realize that the vast majority of the people out there are absolutely and totally brainwashed and how easy it was to brainwash everybody to believe that this is happening, you know, to the population of the planet. And you think, well, why in the world has this happened to everybody? And, and it's true. You know, why are so many people so blind? It goes back exactly what Austin said. They believe the lie. The Bible says it this way, light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And and that's what we see everywhere now. We see everywhere all over the place that people are basically believing the darkness. Paul Craig Roberts wrote an interesting article. He goes, in every country of the Western world, freedom and civil liberty are being destroyed by governments, none of which represents the people. One of America's last remaining journalists, Glenn Greenwald, sees hope that people are catching on and the process can be stopped. He goes on to say, my fear is that Western peoples are too weak and uninvolved to reclaim their freedom, and that will they will accept tyranny with minimal opposition. Wow. You know, thus committing all future generations to a life under tyranny. In contrast, the elite, I will call them the scum, the Kabbalah scum, are determined to have demonstrated the power to discredit, to remove it, and it just seems to indict an elected president of the United States who attempted to represent the people against the elite. This is Donald Trump. This is not Paul Craig Robertson. This is not me. Moreover, with the control of the media, the elite were successful in basically turning certain politicians into hate figures by for roughly half the population. Perhaps the most important lesson in Greenwald's report, essentially a history of the development of the national security police state of the 21st century, is that no president, regardless of political party or ideology, either Bush or Trump or Obama or Biden, can refuse legislation that builds a police state in the name of national security. Those Democrats who want to oppose the police state measures now favor them because they are getting they are useful in getting rid of the Republicans in Congress. The Republican patriots and left wing Democrats rush to support legislation that destroys their own freedom and turns the U.S. Constitution into a dead letter document. Guys, this is where we are in the United States. It's the destruction, the wholesale destruction of the Constitution that we have. That was put to us hundreds of years ago to give us the freedom under a republic. Is that the structure that we're seeing in front of our eyes? I knew this would happen in 2001 when they pushed the Patriot Act. I pitched a fit in 2001, talked about it on a bunch of different shows because we didn't have our own broadcast back then. This was over 20 years ago. Said this is bad legislation. It's the Enabling Act from Germany in 1933, and it's going to turn us into a police state. And that's what it's done. That's why you and I we have to keep our hearts and minds in Jesus because He is the only answer. Because he is the finisher. He is the perfecter. He is the founder of our faith. And without Christ, it is literally impossible to get through any of this stuff. So keep your hearts and minds in Jesus and rely on him. And, and remember, he's the only hope that we have in a very corrupt and very sick world that we live in right now. Always remember that he's the Alpha, he's the Omega, he's the beginning and he's the end. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. Austin, what do you think bud? And What's your next story? Finish her up.
0: Oh, you're absolutely right. And I mean, this is why, again, I encourage everyone to continue to do your own research, get the truth out there, ask questions. Don't just go along with things and don't just comply. I can't reiterate that any further. I always encourage people, you see something you don't like, make a statement about it, especially when it comes to your kids. That is a topic for me that I do not compromise on ever. I don't care how awkward, how weird, how strange something may be. You see, I've told you guys now, put the link, you can see these videos, Project Veritas, this reverend in California, talking about, talking to minors, minors, young minors. Well, have you considered puberty blockers yet, son? You know, how do you feel right now? I know you're 10 years old. Do you want to go on puberty blockers? I mean, dude, sick, sick pedophiles these guys are that are out in the world that are going after your children. The only thing they enjoy… Is perverting and polluting the younger generation to try to bring more of them into their fold so they can essentially drag them down to the pit of hell with them. That's it. That's the only thing these perverts want. So you have to do the best you can to make sure you protect your children at any and all costs. And if that means pull them out of the school they're in, that means moving them to a certain platform, whatever you have to do, get proactive, stay strong, and please, I mean it sincerely. Be careful of what they're watching on TV or iPads or YouTube or any of that. You already know my stance on a lot of that. There's some very weird stuff out there that is planting very, very significant psychological propaganda in their head, deep, deep subconscious psychological propaganda that they don't even realize they're watching and the stuff is going to come to fruition years down the road. Keep it out of their brains. Keep them strong. Thank you again, my friends, for the support of Health Masters. You know where to get a hold of us, healthmasters.com, 1-800-726-1834. Be sure to check out the product of the week, zinc glycinate, and what is winning tomorrow. Looks like the B-complex, by far the strongest B-vitamin, in my opinion, on the market, extremely high-dose methylcobalamin B12 with other bioactive B-vitamins on the website. Probably winning tomorrow, so vote and assure you want it to win. Check it out, healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.